On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I talk with Charlotte Faroe, and wow, this is a powerful episode that goes in a number of different um, directions, uh, but almost comes full circle on so many levels. You know, talking about the power of disconnection. You know, we're often so connected on so many things and so attached to certain things and where it can be super valuable to disconnect. And Charlotte's a high performance coach from Brenda Bouchard. She's a certified high performance coach, which is so awesome. And, you know, if you've watched the show, you know, I'm a big Brenda Bouchard uh, fan. And so, you know, really diving into different levels. We talk about fear. We talk about um, patterns that often can be passed on from generation to generation. So um, just a really awesome episode that I know you're going to enjoy. Um, just a really great conversation. So let's just dive right in. But first, the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Bonatotibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business. Let's dive in. We are back and I am excited. We were just talking before I hit the record button and can already tell that this is going to be a great episode and diving into a number of different areas that are going to be enlightening and informative for all of you. So I would like to welcome Charlotte. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Such a no pleasure. Problem. Real quick, tell us a little bit about uh, you know, who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Sweet. So I am, my name is Charlotte Fro. Um, I live in British Columbia in Canada, small little town. I've been super blessed um, that when I had my two children, I was able to come back to my small community where my parents live and um, to really be able to build out you know, what I call my freedom life and to work within my, my level of passion and service from home um, and really role model the way I'm a single mom of two um, beautiful yet fiery children. <laughs> and, um, you know, which obviously has its ups and downs. Um, but I, I love that I'm able to role model um, how to be able to enjoy life, to be an incredible entrepreneur, to develop strong, amazing relationships, not just within my own community, but really looking at the world as, as that platform and to really go after the things that I desire and really surrender into the process of like, you know, just, just enjoying it and not just being driven by goals, but clear yet disconnected a little, which is pretty, pretty cool. Um, I, I two different, you know, facets within my business. Uh, I started off, I've got my uh, coaching consulting company called Thrive Coaching and Consulting. And we really like the we help uh, people focused, um, we help create people focused cultures within organizations and within um, digital businesses as well. So, and then the other part is, um, which I'm launching soon, but just it's called the Female Founders Club, um, really helping women step into their leadership, their scaling and their growth uh, for those expert kind of professionals or already entrepreneurs. Um, because I truly believe, um, and me having gone through this process that when you heal, um, when you heal and you give the right tools and strategies for a woman to really step into their voice with confidence and command, there is so much that that ripple that happens throughout the family, throughout the community um, is just, it's felt, it's needed, um, and really still connects into the heart of our world needs stronger leaders from all sides. So that's uh, in the nutshell, what, we, what I do. Yes, love it. There are a few things that you said that I wanted to kind of uh, touch on a little bit. Um, you know, one thing that you mentioned was just like being a role model and how, you know, important that is. But you also mentioned being like disconnected. Um, mm -hmm. So I was hoping you kind of could elaborate a little bit because that's not usually a word I feel <laughs> like that is used much. Um, <laughs> so, so if you can elaborate more, yeah, on like kind of what you mean in that regard. Yeah. So, I mean, and take into mind my whole journey kind of led to this place. And now what I love to teach is not only can you be performance driven, like my background is I'm a high performance coach. So everything was very results focused, but, but in all areas of life, not just one area of life in general. So it was always, you know, performance getting to the next level, uh, but without, you know, doing any kind of cost or harm to your relationships, to your health, 
um, to yourself in any which way. And so, um, so I kind of took it one step farther, which is I see so many amazing people going after incredible things and it doesn't matter what walk of life uh, of who I'm coaching it could be a you know fortune 100 fortune 500 could be a uh, you know a person that's stepping into being an entrepreneur for the for the first time we get in our own way and part of it is it's great that we're performing towards a goal we need that clarity but too often where I see people quit and get very unhappy in the process is that you get so attached to the outcome that it can't be any other way than that. And, and then there's so much meaning attached to when you don't get that desired outcome or it looks different than what you thought, that then all of a sudden, you know, I see so many clients then be like, unhappy, like, like as if there wasn't a proud moment that got built towards that time. And when I look at it, it's like, like, let's give ourselves a shake like this is not what it's supposed to be about you know at the end of the day when we're i'm sure going to leave in whatever capacity that we leave in we're not thinking about how we missed the mark by like you know just like you know whether it's money whatever the metric is we care about where I, our time went we care about like i should have spent more time here or why didn't i joy enjoy that enough like if we're if what we're doing is not leading to more joy and more appreciation of the ups and downs, then we're missing the mark. And that's, I believe, like truly what I'm meant to teach people is that, yeah, I'm not saying that the darker times or the harder times don't sting. They always will. Do you know what I mean? But allowing ourselves to surrender into that process and really um try and pull purpose into all of those parts allows you to build the strategy and the tools to be able to be more fluid in the ups and downs that happen in business and life and and everything else because ultimately it's inevitable we are going to go through hard times and some more than others you know in different in different ways those who move through it have built those strategies and that detach when I say detachment or um, what word did I use um, uh, disconnected yeah, yeah. Okay. disconnected same thing as detachment you know um, when I went through my yoga certification a big thing that we learn is how to how to detach right and and not be attached to things that's where we have misery is when we become too attached yet we need to still be clear and work towards um, uh, that clarity. So it's not about just like randomly shooting an arrow and hoping it's going to land somewhere close to what will make you feel happy. It's having the clarity, but being attached, no expectation, but do the work. Does that make sense? Does that make yeah. Sense? <laughs> and I think that's so awesome because, um, you know, it's just, again, it's a unique message. We often focus so heavily on what are the goals where are we going? How are we going to get there? Focusing on these numbers that we want to focus on. And so, you know, here it is again. And I think, you know, again, and I'd love for you to elaborate more, but it's like, we can have those numbers, like shoot for those numbers, but again, just like not being attached to those numbers. Yeah. So for somebody that's like so driven and so focused on those numbers, how do we detach ourselves, you know, when that's our driving force? Yeah, so it's inner work for sure. Um, and this is where I always say, like, we need to, we need to have space to be able to do some of that inner work. And again, too often, some highly achievers will keep, or those who might not want to yet kind of sit in what I say, sit in the muck. You know what I mean? It's like I don't want to feel that, so I'm going to keep myself busy. You know, um, I was notorious to doing that for so long. Watch my dad do that, just busy, 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 doing lots of stuff, awesome, but never kind of like just you know sweeping a lot of things under the rug. So the first thing I always share with people is like you need to have some open space to be able to just sit and reflect and gain that perspective that you need and to let the things that need to come up, come up and feel them they don't mean anything, right? Like our feelings navigate us to understand and ask the right questions. Yet we've been positioned for so long to, to think that like when we feel sad, it means something bad. Like when I hear my children say that, it's like, no, it's okay. Like love the sad. It's okay. That doesn't mean something bad. It means 
What questions do you need to be asking yourself as to why you're feeling that feeling? And when you explore it through a lens of curiosity, um, then it, it makes it a little bit more joyful. <laughs> like, you know, it might still feel sad, but then you're like, oh, got my detective hat on right now. Like, you know, you can bring a little bit more joy into exploring why there's certain things that continue to show up for us over and over again. Um, where we're avoiding certain things that we need to because if if we want to slay those goals it requires us to be in like our purest highest form and so anybody who's doing shortcuts which i did for a very long time too then you're gonna get shortcut results at the end you won't even know what you're capable of like we don't and even when we get to a certain level we still don't know what we're capable of right it's like an infinity of like of us just putting a ceiling on ourselves so so going back to the question carving out that time at nighttime i sit down and you know just have like some moments with myself right before bed and i truly will say out loud um you know gratitude for the hardest moments and in those hard moments like i have to do some deep soul searching to be like you know, I'm thankful that person did that. I am thankful this got handed to me. Not out of faking it. It might feel like it at first because you're, you're really needing to connect the dots, but getting that expression to a place where you're like, no, I am so thankful that happened because this is what I learned. And I, I started doing that every single night. And I say it out loud, so I probably sound like a crazy person, but that's okay. <laughs> Only my kids hear me. <laughs> and, uh, and there's something about saying it out loud that solidifies the learning inside of me. And I'll even go as far as to say, you know what, I got it this time. Like I may have been handed that lesson a couple times, but something within me kept allowing it or kept attracting it or something. Or sometimes it's like, maybe I needed to learn how to set a very clear boundary. And for a lot of people, that's where I see them hold back is that this, uh, they're afraid to go into conflict, but it's not conflict. It doesn't need to mean that. So that space is essential to get real with ourselves and to have more fun with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Love the sad. Like <laughs> I had to write that down because I feel like that's just an awesome quote that you don't hear uh, again, very unique in just embracing the bad or negative things that often happen on us and taking gratitude towards those things. Cause like you said, there's not a lot of lessons that you learn through that and accepting that. And I actually have recommended that practice of just like saying things you're grateful for that aren't necessarily positive things. So I think that is so, so cool. And um, I wanted to kind of elaborate on this a little bit more um, in regards. So this is your nightly routine. Mm -hmm. um, are there, what are some other pieces of your nightly routine? So I'm like, this is where I throw in a little woo woo, right? Like, and this is my own journey. And each person needs to figure out their things that allow them to ground because oftentimes, and I'm sure, you know, like, with everything that's going on in life and for me obviously incorporates you know co-parenting and and children and like the influx and the, the little fires that come up everywhere and like you know developing a team and and all of those things is i need to make sure i, I ground myself down so i absolutely have always had um uh, a pull towards like crystals and um and and reflection and journaling um did i ever do it consistently no it was just like everything for me was very like if i feel like it i do it and if i don't then i don't you know and and then when i stepped into more of that kind of high performance process with which i was certified in is very about the routines and the habits that set us up for consistency and then what i moved into because then again i was watching so many clients get and myself you're like doing something consistently and you feel good and then all of a sudden life happens and then you fall off the wagon and then you're like uh, and then you start to harp on yourself and get really hard on yourself. So I feel like the cushion in between that that's helped me give myself grace, but also give myself a kick in the butt. And only you will know 
what your truth is with this because we can lie to ourselves justify things we're very good at doing that but it is to get real with myself at night to ground myself in um you know i've got my little my little um you know my little corner that i sit in with my pillows and and just kind of create the ambiance i'm very connected to color and um and feeling so that's that's me i'm, I'm kind of like from my old uh uh, fashion design world kind of gets pulled into some of my setting at home now but um, creating that grounding space you know not only thinking about you know those gratitudes and really like and also what do I need to acknowledge myself for the work that I'm doing that's not always seen no one would pick up on it I know that it's true um, but but yeah I, I feel like I meet myself where I'm at if in the morning i've got what i call like my optimal kind of like morning routine does it happen happen every single morning no and i'm okay with that i have a long version a medium version a mini version and if only i only get one thing done on it fantastic but i know at the end of the day if i just gave myself an out or if i truly honestly couldn't get it done do you know what i mean and that conversation that i have with myself um that's where the heart of, of me being able to coach myself. Like I always say, it's great. I love coaching people, but my job is not to be their band-aid for life, right? My job is to give them the tools so that they can be their, I always say like their, their own self-coach, the self-coach within us. And it's a dialogue that we have to ourselves that we should be having all the time. And because we are our own most powerful coach. So sometimes it sounds like, okay, Charlotte, you know what? You did the best that you could. Like, this is what you got handed and you, you at least got this part done. Fantastic, feel great about that. Or some nights it is, Charlotte, get your shit together because like, that was not the best of you. Don't tell yourself that like, that was the best use of your time. And then other times it's, well, why, so what was it that came up that I wasn't focused or I wasn't able to step into the right action? And then it's starting to look at like, where am I missing clarity? So I meet myself exactly where I'm at and not, I'm not afraid to, you know, either step in with a little tough love, but still kindness or to just give myself complete grace because life is messy and it's hard. Sometimes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, and again, this is a, a, a unique experience too. So one of the things that we often discuss on this show, and um, I have a mild obsession about it, maybe a little bit more than mild, um, <laughs> about like morning routines. So for you to, to bring that up, that you have like one that you kind of do, like middle, uh, like bigger one, I find fascinating to have different levels because for me i am very strict on like what i do my morning routines and based on what you're saying from a personality standpoint, i don't know if you've ever read the book better than before but you seem like you may be a rebel um i don't know if you, <laughs> i don't know if that's true but just, just on, <laughs> definitely would check it out um jess o'connell uh she mentioned it to me oh, and i immediately started listening to it so i'm loving it it's top of head sorry i'm getting distracted but <laughs> Your morning routine. So tell me a little bit about um, your morning routine and kind of how it's incorporated. Like what's the things that you stick to and what's the kind of stuff that maybe you skip sometimes? Yeah. And so I'm going to, I'm going to share with you. I don't know if I'm like the rebel label or not, but we'll just go with this. <laughs> but here's the thing is that life happens sometimes. Right. And I mean, I'll use the easy example of parenting because that can screw up your morning pretty quickly when like you have this idea and this perfect plan on how things are going to go. But yet there's this variable that could be a complete wild card that you have no idea what is going to happen with. Right. Kind of like going through a field and you're like, where's the landmine? <laughs> like, I don't know where it's gonna, where it's going to go off. But um, so when I say I've got different ones, is that like, and I look at it like time. If I have an hour, here's my hour long morning routine. Let's say I only have half an hour. Here's my 30 minute morning routine. That's a condensed version. Or let's say I have five minutes because literally that is what has happened that day. 
I can either choose to get very disappointed and feel frustrated from the get-go that my morning routine did not happen the way that I wanted to. Therefore, I, how could I possibly be great for the rest of the day? Because then how you start your day is how you end your day. So I shift it to, okay, this is what I got handed. I'm meeting life where life just threw me what I needed to learn. How can I still ground myself and get myself focused for the day? So that's where I'll modify really quickly. Um, some different things that I do, depending on length of time and how much depth. Um, I love to sit and reflect, like I'll for, <laughs> drink my coffee, um, sit and just kind of like, it might look if you were in my house, like she's just staring off into space, but I'm not. I'm like letting myself process whatever needs to come up. And I give myself a chunk of time. Let's say I have 15 minutes for that. Um, and I don't overthink it. Um, I just kind of let, because there's so much that happens, you know, um, that, that we just laze over because of time, because of so many things. And the best problem solving happens when you give yourself space to just let those, those dots connect. So doing things like that, um, reading, you know, taking a book and, and, um, again, depending on how much time, might be 15 minutes worth of reading, might be five minutes worth of reading, but getting myself thinking about something else. Um, I don't look at news. I don't, you know, anything like that. Try and keep my phone kind of away from me um, unless I have to jump onto something. Um, uh, what else? I'll do, I'll do some like yoga stretching, you know, kind of like open up my body, just open up that blood flow depending on how much time will depend on how many things I do in that sequence. Um, sometimes I'll listen to something just, you know, I'll put on like, I love James's podcast. So I'll like put on, you know, something that will help me look at life differently. And because what I know to be true is if I keep thinking the way that I'm thinking without something new popping in, then I'll always just keep doing what I've always been doing in that way. And so having new insights challenge my already belief system um, is really important to me. And if not in the morning, I just sprinkle it during the day. I've gotten to the place where it's like, I mean, I'm not putting in as many hours as I was, but I'm getting better outcomes than I ever have. So it's like the model is working for me specifically. Um, and it's, I'm more in tune with myself. I'm more connected to myself than I ever have been. I'm more honest and real with myself. Uh, it could, be me journaling some things out or great creative ideas start to come up. I might capture them via audio or I might just like, you know, jot them down. Um, and then after my morning coffee, I'll usually make a shake of some sort. So, you know, it just kind of like starts off my day like that, drinking water, um, my vitamins. I'm huge on like, I've got like performance set kind of vitamins that help me progress through my day um, with the health and, and cognitive health Form at the level that I need to perform. So, um, yeah, those are kind of few few areas that fall into my morning routine. Yeah, which and again, it's so cool because it's there's this theme now that we have through this episode of being disconnected, and here you are disconnected to your morning routine. Um, and I think that that is just so cool. Um, I know from my study of habits that like one of the obstacles that it can often come up with people who have very strict morning routines that are very committed to them often can become shackles mm -hmm. and that kind of like eliminates the the purpose and so i love the idea of just being a little disconnected to this aspect of like oh it has to be this way and if again you're choosing for it to affect you by oh, now I can't do this, now I'm upset, and that's not going to, you know, get you anywhere. Um, and so I think that is just such a cool um, aspect. And I would love to kind of shift a little bit because this is like driving me nuts that I need to ask this, um, just like learning more about kind of your experience um, as a high-performance coach trained by Brendan Bouchard and kind of like how that has brought value to you, um, you know, through your business journey and life journey. I love it. Great question. Um, and like I've kind of sprinkled since the beginning there, like 
I think part of my secret sauce in life when I look back and it happened by accident, like it wasn't a purposeful thing. And then I realized like, oh, wow, I really was listening to, let's call it your intuition, my whatever was coming up on the inside. And, and I've always trusted a certain feeling that comes from within. Um, and now I do it on purpose, whereas before I just, I just would get very passionate about something and just move forward without really thinking things through. <laughs> That's part of my personality. Um, so, you know, there was, if I bring you guys back like a little bit further, so where my personal development journey truly started was um, I happened to walk into a job at Lululemon Athletica in 2003. I had no intention of staying. It was my friend got me the job. I was thinking I was gonna go back into the fashion design um, area, like career. And then when I started with the company, and there was only two or three stores at the time, so I was really lucky that I got to like grow with the organization. But they were my first introduction to real, actually right before that was my true introduction to true uh, personal development. Um, my friend who had been working for them um, had opened up and was like, oh, I just went to Landmark Education. And me being the curious person that I was, I actually went before I started working for the company. And because that curiosity, again, is a, is a skill and a value that I hold very dear to myself. It has actually gotten me fantastic results to be super curious and a little bit carefree. Um, so I was like, oh, I, I want to go experience it, you know? So then... I went and I've always just taken things like a grain of salt, take what I love, leave what I don't, and just really kind of experience things. So during my seven years with Lululemon, it, I, the reason why I stayed is I found that that calling from within of really helping people lead and serve and marrying that with operations and systems, like I had no idea that was inside of me, like no clue. Like I said, I was like, on a mission to become a fashion designer. I'm like, that was that. So complete opposite in terms of spectrum. And then I went, and then, so we started working with Brian Tracy, was a huge influence to me, um, doing the psychology of achievement. Like this was like pillars that we needed to do as we, you know, stepped into this culture that Lululemon had, uh, had created. And the reading, the books, and Stephen Covey, and like, so I was introduced to so much from a, I was 23, 24 years old. And what a blessing. Like part of my mission now is like personal development to the youth, you know, so that we build these strong leaders is so essential. Um, but then, you know, so I, I ended up, you know, making my way through Lululemon, got pregnant, got back home. Anyways, I won't go into all the details there, but then, so then I started doing some work with an MLM called Beachbody. And again, it's just what I needed. I missed having a team. So I, I, I started to get really excited and learning that kind of model. And I met some really incredible people. And in that meeting, um, one of my mentors, when we got to a certain place, started coaching us through a process. And so what I was given was, was coaching through what now I know to be true is high performance coaching. And the minute I started getting coached within it, so this was back in 2014, I was like, oh my goodness, I need to be doing this, right? Like it was this like deep passion and calling and there was not one iota of like me trying to break it down or make it too much of a logical process. So I immediately like, I'm like, message, how do I get certified in this? Like <laughs> this just needs to happen. and. Within that time frame, I, um, I made some real pivotal changes in my life and I stepped into what I would say um, was that first huge realm of like self-worth, shifting internally, really creating the path so that I could succeed and really become the person that I knew inside that I could become. Um, and so that's when I started my journey, just even as a single parent. And, and then lo and behold, a few months later, and this wasn't normal for people to step into a big ticket kind of item right away, but I just knew I needed to be there. So I made it happen. And um, I remember, you know, the comp I'm sure people thought I was like crazy at the time, <laughs> like newly single and like, like off to the States and like, just, it was just kind of crazy. But um, it was for me a process, like to, to understand that 
people need process to build you know transformation in a way that is um that is timely right when we again just randomly do things and hope that we're just gonna change when somebody comes to you and says just like you know with, with vvd like here's a process follow it and and if you do the work again that part's on you <laughs> but if you do the work this is what can happen for you and there's no way like i watch my clients journeys and it's uh I feel so much gratitude and so much, it's such a blessing that I could be a part of people's lives to help facilitate a process, to help them be more of who they truly want to be and achieve the things that they truly want to achieve while feeling the way that they truly want to feel. And that's my own personal kind of like little recipe that I pull into high performance coaching. Um, and then it continued to evolve where you know i started to diversify and and pull in you know neuro-linguistic programming and the coaching you know with james that came into my life at such a beautiful time um so that i could learn within myself what i needed to learn to then unlock another level of service for people um so it just becomes deeper and deeper and deeper and and so much more masterful um and that just comes with time so long answer to your <laughs> How'd you get there with high performance coaching? But it unlocked within me and I will always, I will always have so much gratitude that that to me unlocked another level of service that I don't know that I would have gotten there in the same way had, you know, Brendan and his team and that certification not come into my life. But I had to make the choice to trust it, to invest in it and to go do it, even if it didn't logically make sense. So that part, I give myself credit for because I needed to make those choices. Yeah, love it. And it's funny, so you've mentioned now twice, you're like, oh, you know, people probably think I'm crazy. And it's like, we are crazy. <laughs> we are we crazy are. and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I am so okay with it. You know, I think, you know, we are a little crazy. That's why we're doing what we're doing and other people are just going through the motions doing what they're doing. And I think that there's, there's just so much more to be uh, accomplished. You know, you talking about, um, you know, kind of stepping into your, your greatness and, and being who you were meant to be and having that desire to be more, you know, is inspiring in its own self. Cause I think we all have that feeling, but then we don't actually, we don't always act on it, you know? And that's one of the biggest differences between, the high achievers and the high performers is just the ability to and making the choice to act regardless of whether or not you think that it's crazy or you think you may fail or you think you may you know not get the results yeah so true i mean and that's why fear is such a big pillar that we explore you know like and and the meaning that we put around fear the thing is is that um how to move yourself through fear is only through action, right? So you got to get clear that there's a fear there. So like whether you're like, oh, I feel it. Like we usually feel physical symptoms of fear. So the more that you know how you tick and function, the more you can be like, oh, there's that feeling again. What is that, right? Like you explore it a little bit and then you make a decision. If it connects to a goal that you have in the future, why wouldn't you step through? And the more the times that you step through, the more confidence you have in the process of really trusting yourself. And I, I, that, I believe that the umbrella over top of everything is you're developing trust with yourself. It's not, how can we trust other people when we likely don't even trust our own ability to make decisions for what our body is sharing with us? And that's, it's like, that's where we're getting most of our information. And I, I do believe on the other side, when we don't have a trusting relationship with ourselves, we're more likely to get sick. We're more likely to have, you know, issues around mental health or, you know, just not being happy or being super regretful in our life. Yet, we're the ones standing in our own way. And again, I, I say this very loosely, just in terms of normal realms of fear. I'm not talking trauma, I'm not talking like anything beyond that. I'm just, you know, what we deal with in our normal day to day. Um, and that's why I find understanding our mindset and understanding our subconscious and our conscious and, and um, patterns and beliefs and generational patterns, even seeing, patterns that have been passed through me to my children that weren't even mine 
like seeing how patterns came from like all the women kind of had a pattern that they acted like this, you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, well then I'm here to break that pattern. If I'm getting that clarity, it's my job to act and not hope that somebody else is gonna change. I need to be the one to be responsible to say, the buck stops with me and it stops now. And what I love to share with people is that that does not mean that I have been perfect in the past. Actually, I made some choices that, you know, I'm very regretful of. And, um, and that's okay. We're human beings. When there is a part of us that's not healed or is fractured or that we have been avoiding, there's likely going to be some choices that are not to our highest and best because it's coming from a broken place, right? It's fragmented. And so part of that personal development process, hopefully, is that you're, you're more in tune with yourself and you're healing. I use the word healing, but like, it's because there's a fracture, there's a crack, just like a house. If you build a house on top of a crappy foundation that's filled with, you know, different things that have, you know, that have broken it or cracked it or like kind of got put together in a cheap kind of way, sure, you know, now you want to like make sure it becomes sturdy before you build the frame on top of it. And for most of us as adults, we're now going back to the foundation and saying, okay, we might not have chosen what God delivered to us, but now it is our responsibility to heal it because every time we shift, we change people around us. It's an energetic, whether you look at it energetically, whether you look at it from a role modeling standpoint, whether you look at it from how people say, oh, that's so inspiring, right? But like there is an, a, a natural ripple and I see it happen through my children all the time. It's magical. Like, and I yeah. love using that, but it's magical. <laughs> and I, I would like to get some more clarity on that. In you mentioned like patterns that have been passed on, and I was hoping you'd be willing to share a specific example yeah. of that that you've seen passed down that wasn't yours that your children did. Sure. I, yeah, I'm, to I'm totally open to sharing that. So, um, so how would I unravel this? So up until a certain point, there was a, a common thread, a pattern in my life where although I held a very high bar um, with uh, business and people that I have around me, like very like, but in my personal life, I often allowed for maybe behavior for people, um, especially in partners, that, uh, that wasn't you know okay you know but i i because i didn't want to lose that thing or then my picture of life would kind of get shattered based on again how things kind of unfolded for me specifically within my life i had some what i didn't even know to be true some abandonment issues that actually didn't come from my parents came from kind of past generations and um so now i'm able to see from like big picture on the outside why it was that i hold i held a attracted certain qualities and certain behaviors um into my life but also why i allowed them to stay for the time that i did now i say this very um because I also believe I needed to have those experiences in my life to be able to serve at the level that I did. Um, and again, what got me out of it was at some point saying, okay, enough is enough. Like these patterns don't work for me. This isn't how I'm showing up. I need to have a different level of worth within my life. And so the part that connects past generationally is that when I look at the lineage of, you know, women within, you know, I, I don't know my dad's side, but let's just say on my mom's side, there was, and part of it was also generational in terms of like how people were with religion and how people were with within like um, with their partners. There wasn't divorce, there wasn't this, there wasn't that, you know. Um, and but there was this element for some of the women to, you know, be with individuals who were struggling with certain things and. Um, and that it wasn't an option for them to go or to set boundaries or to do and and I'm like you know, I got to a certain place where I'm like, I have a daughter, like, I want her to make fantastic choices with men and to raise that bar and to, um, to only allow what, you know, we, we allow what our worth is. So every choice that we make is a direct correlation to how we feel about ourselves, regardless if you know that or not, our, our, our choices are coming from somewhere. And for me, they were coming from a bit of a void. And I, I didn't, it's like I kind of knew it, but I didn't fully know it until I got into that part of the journey. 
and it didn't just end there. Like you don't just get the thought and the knowledge and all of a sudden you're like, oh, and, <laughs> and that one's done. <laughs> it's continuation of growth and awareness and like, ooh, catching that quicker and then making different choices. So it's a process. Um, but that's one directly that I said to myself, and I remember the words because I was going through Brendan's high performance coaching process and the session was courage. And I remember that the, the voice that came up inside of me was Charlotte, if you don't choose differently now, you never will. And you will never amount to being the person that you know you could be. So you can't be that person in this scenario. You need to be okay with taking that step and feeling the fear and not knowing how things are going to go. Because the truth of the matter was, I was scared that like the what ifs, what if I do this and then that happens? What if this happens? What if it's worse after I make the decision? What if, what if, what if? And it led me to like, I was getting sick. I was, it, it was putting such a stress on me. And the truth was that when I took the step, and I was honest and I was clear and I made a decision, everything actually, and in my scenario, I'm not saying this will happen for every single person, but in my scenario, everything turned out better than all my fears told me to be true. And that was my first realization that what my mind has been feeding me, if it's negative, critical, judgmental about myself or somebody else is not the truth. And I cannot be trusted to make a decision based on that information. I, I learned how to separate the true intuition versus the crappy talk that is trying to get me to play small. And in doing that, we healed our family. You know what I mean? Like there's so much stuff. And that was just one kind of scenario. Um, and, and again, it wasn't really just based on him. It was also all the choices leading up to that, that there was a common thread and a common pattern and that lied within me. That's what I attracted as my mirror. So, you know, it wasn't everyone else. It was like, I had to look at myself and say, the buck stops here. And if my daughter falls into some of those patterns, it's not because I didn't role model differently. It's because there's a lesson for her that she'll need to learn, but, but she will have been shown how to do things differently. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's a great example. And I appreciate you being open and willing to share that. Yeah. Um, and it's such an interesting thing when it comes to children. And um, I was actually messaging my friend um, earlier today and he, and he was made a comment. I was like, man, you're really running. He's like, Oh, well, it's nice. You know, my daughter comes out in the stroller and goes hiking with me. She's like, Oh, we're just an active family. And I was like, well, that's learned, you know, your children learn what you do. You know, they see there's always, I remember there's always like that quote of, uh, uh, you know, somebody on a bus reading is like, Oh, how do you get your kid to you know read so much? It's like, well, he just watches what I do. You know, you can't tell your kid to read if you watch TV all the time, you know, such an important aspect yeah, of how so we sure. show up for our children. Um, yeah. And one thing I wanted to, I wanted to dive in a little bit more into, um, you mentioned, you know, fear as such a, a big part. And, and, and I'm curious, cause you did actually mention it in the patterns question when I had already thought about asking this question, but I'm wondering if it's the same or if it's different, or if there's a certain situation or story that you have where you were like totally uh, you know scared full of fear and were able to you know overcome it and and triumph even though you still had that fear oh my gosh so many <laughs> like now I feel like and this is what I want to like provide hope for people <laughs> is that when you step through fear it doesn't feel easier like it's still you still get the same symptoms you still go through the same like, oh my gosh, like what if kind of process. But because the more you do it, the more you gain confidence because you've seen how every other time you've done it, something incredible came out of it. Now that something incredible could be debated by people, but for me, sometimes if I'm not meant to get something, this is the whole not being attached, then I'm not gonna get it. But the clarity that I get and having gone through the process and then having to go through the not getting it is also a win. 
we need to learn how to move through the nose. Like when I think of being like an entrepreneur and, you know, like uh, a big part is, is, you know, sharing what we're doing, putting ourselves out there. Yet if every time something feels bad or somebody gives you a no or is like hesitant or says something about you online, man, it's going to be a really bad process to go through. Like, and that, again, I see so many people quit. They had a great intention. They probably felt a calling. They got passionate about something and either they, they did the work and it felt really bad or they didn't realize how much the work was work. Do you know what I mean? And then they're like, ah, I kind of don't want to do the work to go through. And it's like, well, you need to have both the, the physical action of doing something um, and, and doing the work. And then also the mental action of, well, if I'm going to do it, like I might not enjoy every single thing that I do in it, but I am going to enjoy this process because every moment has intention and purpose. Every no is purposeful. It's, we're always getting information that allows us to know what we need to grow within ourselves, to become more masterful within ourselves, to heal within ourselves. And in that information, that's gold. We're getting information all day long. Yet the unfortunate part is we, most of us put meaning on some of those bad moments, quote unquote, and then we, we make it mean something that's bad rather than like, huh, interesting. I obviously needed to learn a skill here. I obviously needed to have that conflict come towards me. I needed to learn how to use my voice that way. I still need to learn how to, you know, anyways, master these different skills because I'm a, I'm a firm believer. Yes. You want to learn things, read things, go through things, but you don't know it until like you do it, you teach it, you go through it. And it's, so if that's where our learning comes from, then bring on the harder times because that's where I'm going to have the greatest amount of growth and I might not will it into my life, but I'm, I'm open to it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Growing through that hard times, being open to the struggle. Oh, that's, yeah, that's some powerful stuff. And this has been so amazing. Um, this has been awesome. So um, we really dove into some amazing areas that, um, you know, explored. And that's why I love, you know, you just never know where things are going to go. Uh, and I just thought it was that's so cool, the different areas that we were able to tackle. And yeah. before you go, um, there's a few things. So first thing is, I love asking this question. Um, do you have a book that like you absolutely love? You just, you recommend this book to anyone, you buy it for someone. It's just like the, the top book that you recommend. I had to choose one top, top one, although I have so many books that I love, um, The Untethered Soul by James Singer or Sin, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but let's say James Singer. <laughs> the reason awesome. why I love it so much, because no matter where you're at in life, us understanding what is happening inside our head and why we have thoughts like become the truth when they're really not. I think that's something that we all need to better understand so that we can call ourselves out and know when we're just getting handed some BS from our own brain. But yet in the past, we've just thought that that was the truth and we've allowed it to label our own self-worth. That's why out of all of them, I lean on that one the most because I could flip to any page at any day and I will get something that I needed to hear or needed to read right in that moment because that's usually what trips us up the most in life is our brain, is our mind, is our ego, is our, you know, is that, that other voice that we're hearing. And that's the part of the book that I've, I always connect to. If you're hearing the voice and you're listening to the words, well, who's speaking them? And when you, again, it's that detachment of thoughts and self. Well, if I'm hearing them, then is it, why is this, voice feeding me this information telling me i'm not good enough telling me i can't do it oh that goal's too big oh are you sure you want to do that what's that going to look like to people like all of that stuff is garbage but if you make it be true then that becomes your identity and what i think the most powerful thing that we can do is shift our identity um, and really become the person that we know that we can be and we all have it within us it doesn't matter how we were born where we were born what we were doing there are 
I mean, most biographies come from struggles, you know what I mean? They didn't come from this perfect landing of like an existence where everything got handed, actually the messier the better. So, you know, turn your mess into your message and, you know, step into that greater calling and, um, and understand like who is running the ship. It's not that voice anymore and you need to choose to be the captain of your ship, which is your life and yourself. Um, so yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yes. What a great caveat to end on. I mean, yes, being the person you are meant to be. Love it. Um, and then lastly, uh, what's the best place for somebody to reach out to you, follow you, get connected with you? Yeah. So a couple different places. I've got my website, um, charlottefro.com. And that houses, you know, the Female Founders Club and a lot of individual kind of coaching and projects that I do. Um, for the work that I do with organizations, um, it's uh, Thrive High Performance Leadership. So I help um, through an expert team that I have. We um, help businesses scale their people and their leadership and their, exec and their executive models um, so that they can scale and grow without compromising their people in that process. So a lot of leadership, a lot of high performance, a lot of coaching, um, and a lot of systems and tools. Um, I've got my podcast, the change by choice show. Uh, and I'm on all the handles. So Charlotte Furrow, if you, I'm not, there's not too many of me out there, so, <laughs> you know, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, yeah, come join the conversation. Awesome. Love it. Thank you so much, Charlotte. I appreciate it. So much insight, some amazing things to, to reflect on. Um, so thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This has been just a great conversation. Of I love course. It. Awesome. Thank you listeners. I appreciate you guys. I know that you guys got a ton of value here that you can begin to implement into your life. So get out there, make it happen. And remember, let's keep growing together. Wait, wait, one more thing. I would first like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this message, please take a moment to write a review. By writing a review, it helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and please tag me at Nick J. Bonnie, N-I-C-K-J. B-O-N-I, so I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.